Should the Arizona Cardinals trade for a wide receiver one? Should they trade for a wide receiver one and draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. On Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am one subscriber away from 3,000 on YouTube. If you want to be that one, you're welcome to. Um, I'm just happy that you're here. It's, what, it's one of my new coin phrases. Uh, but if you'd like to show your support, you know, subscribe, turn notifications on, leave a like on the video, you know the drill, leave a comment. Um, I'm kicking off today's show with a, uh, a fan DM segment. I was going to wait until the playoffs were over, but there are two names that are out there in the wide receiver group um, of star caliber that may not exactly be happy with their current situation moving forward. And I'm going to discuss both of them in the first segment as an exercise if the Cardinals should use one of their first-round picks, probably the second one, to trade for a wide receiver. Um, The Detroit Lions did it. They got their first win in a couple decades in the playoffs. Uh, I've said for, I think, you know, two seasons now and now going to the third offseason that that's the mold the doldrums of NFL history to a fun team to then a team playing contention to a team playing in the playoffs and winning games. That's exactly what the Detroit Lions have done with their roster construction. I'll clarify a tweet that obviously was misspoken by me. I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I will discuss that um, as an exercise. And then I'm going to continue the Marvin Harrison Jr. conversation uh, from kind of a different angle. And I think you'll enjoy it. So one of my, in every, you can call this guy an everydayer. He's been around pretty much since the beginning. Dan Taylor, you get your flowers here, bud. Um, he brought up A.J. Brown. Sent me a DM. He goes, you think the Cardinals should kick the tires on A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown, wide receiver for the Eagles, who kicked the t- who uh, scraped everything from his social media uh, regarding the Eagles. And uh, I just here just a little uh, uh, behind the curtain. I'm recording this Monday Monday afternoon before the game uh, tonight because it, it doesn't really matter. Happy, unhappy. He's not playing tonight because of a knee injury that he that he sustained last week. Um, A.J. Brown and then C.D. Lamb is another one. It's a little bit more speculative, but after the Cowboys lost and the way that they lost, even on the heels of C.D. Lamb's all-world season with Dak Prescott, just brings into question if the Cardinals should go after a wide receiver one in the offseason because they've got money to spend, they've got draft capital, they can use other teams' draft capital to bring in a wide receiver that will be a set-and-forget, ready-to-go wide receiver one for this team. Now, both of those players specifically have upsides and downsides. Okay, and it could be injury, play on the field, situation. Let me explain. 
AJ Brown has had injuries throughout his career. Okay. AJ Brown is when healthy, also one of the most dominant outside receivers that the game has today. And that's even in an offense that's, although they've aired it out more and more, they're still like to run the ball and play good defense. Now, the defense has fallen by the wayside in Philly. Obviously, we saw that firsthand in week 17. But A.J. Brown, I think, would be a fantastic addition. And because he's already gotten paid, and he's I think he's two years into that deal, getting money like that again rarely happens in the wide receiver position. So the Cardinals would, wouldn't have to eat all four years, you know, the multiple years of contract. It would be a pretty penny, but still the Cardinals have money to spend. They need stars to spend it on. And I think A.J. Brown would be an interesting addition. Uh, shout out to uh, Dan Taylor for that one. I will not give you credit for this one with C.D. Lamb. I've thought about C.D. Lamb as many have, you know, ever since draft night when Steve Kime decided not to draft C.D. Lamb or Tristan Wirfs or whoever and drafted Isaiah Simmons instead. The, the snag here, the tough part here for the Cardinals is that it's a pretty good situation. He's a wide receiver one. He got all the targets this year. But the counter to that is he's got his college quarterback looking for a wide receiver one. So this would be a true full circle, complete undoing of what Steve Kime did if they were able to trade CeeDee Lamb. Now, the downside of that as well is he hasn't gotten his big contract yet. And that's really a big one. And he deserves it. 100% he deserves it. He would get more money in Dallas than he would here. Plus, you may have to give up. You'd have to give up more capital to get him. I don't think you give up two firsts for any wide receiver ever. Ever, ever. I think you probably give up, you know, it's going to be in the late 20s now. Houston's pick at worst or at best. And you probably have to give up, you know, a future second, a future third, one of the thirds that they have or two of the thirds that they have this year, something like that. So I feel like if if there were to be one that would be more possible of the two, A.J. Brown would be that one. And listen, we don't know what's going to happen in Buffalo. I think there's a ticking time bomb going on over there. And Stephon Diggs may be up for, for possibly. Like, we don't know between, like, every offseason, there's always one wide receiver that has a point of contention with maybe not getting the targets, the numbers, not winning, whatever it is. And the Cardinals are finally in a position to not have to mortgage the entirety of their future to get one player. And that's the interesting part. Now, I did tease this, and I do want to take two minutes to talk about this because I know that this is going to – if they're in the market for a wide receiver one, one, why wouldn't they just draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? And then, well, if they want somebody more established, somebody that's put up the numbers and is, is a proven you know, a household name with the production to boot, would you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and then trade for a wide receiver as well? This is where the Cardinals are a year away. I don't see any rational world where you'd want to give up both of your first round picks, one to draft a wide receiver and the next one to trade for one. While fun, I'd be kidding me. Of course, if roster construction didn't matter, to do it. Who cares? That'd be so much fun. Are you serious? You think that I want the Cardinals to not draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? No. But for the for the sustained success of this organization, I don't think that they're there yet. And guess what? There's going to be a great wide receiver out next year. Well, maybe not this one. We have no idea. So stop it. 
unless you can see eight years in the future and know that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, we have no idea what we're talking about here. This is the time of year where people like to regurgitate what their favorite pundit says. Think for yourself. Think about the big picture. I will, you know, I'll discuss that more in the third segment. That's the only thing that I'm like, there's absolutely no way. But with possibilities and what could happen in free agency and then into the draft, we'll find out a lot more about what their draft, uh, I don't know, blueprint looks like with what they add and what's available and with how much money involved during free agency. So they'll have some control over this. I think what they did last season was great for proof of concept for free agents. Hmm, it's a little bit different over there. I think I can play for Jonathan Gannon. I think Nick Rallis, if you're a defensive guy, is a guy too petsing, especially if you're a running back, a free agent running back who wants to prove a deal just like they did with James Conner. Who wouldn't want to play in that system? And then you look at wide receivers, you're like, they don't have any wide receivers. I could go in there and be a wide receiver too like that, you know, save Michael Wilson and his health. So it's a fascinating conversation to have about bringing in talent from another. And this is, and this is the difference. And because for every day and if, you know, you'll, you'll know this, and this is your first listen, you know, thank you obviously for taking some time to, to watch me scream out of my, you know, idiot face is almost overnight, which would be about a year in this instance. Stability has been built more than it had over the last, you know, four or five years. It's still fragile. Okay. It's not like they're going to win the Super Bowl next year, but things are moving in the right direction. Adding a wide receiver now or adding a player that wasn't, you know, via trade, I think is because of all of the draft capital they have and because of the cap space that they have, it's not a strain to add to keep the you know, the, whatever, the train moving forward. It's how do you maximize the resources that you do have that are expendable, disposable to bring in talent. This isn't training for DeAndre Hopkins and then, you know, training for Zach Ertz and then, you know, butchering drafts and then thinking that's going to be enough. This is going to be calculated. And listen, if a wide receiver wants out, wide receiver gets out. It's the name of the game now. So I just think it's something that'll be fascinating to see moving forward. Dan, thank you for the DM. Um, and uh, if anybody has any topics they want discussed, anything like that, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, it is always open. The Cardinals will follow in the Lions footsteps. I'll explain next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. And at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? And LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, man. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And it's why small businesses... Rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hiring for leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL 
To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. It's just, that's just another wrinkle. It's going to be a fascinating offseason to choose your own adventure offseason. If you didn't hear that, that was last week. I think it was on Friday when I did that, that uh, podcast. That was a fun one. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Uh, please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit subscribe. Um, almost at 3,000 subscribers. Wouldn't be able to do this without you. So thank you very much for making me a part of your day. The Lions win, although closer than probably what it should have been over, over the Rams, it's just a testament to the dictionary definition of everybody being bought in right when they hired Dan Campbell. Another dude. Super weird introductory press conference with with kneecaps being bitten off. And he had a weird interim stint in Miami. Uh, He's a tight end dude. He's a football player. He goes for it every fourth down. And he has ever since they traded for Jared Goff and ever since he took over as head coach. But what they've done is completely changed the face of that organization. The history of that organization will not be the future. And on Twitter, I said yesterday um, that what they did was they went offensive line and defensive line in recent years and the, with their first pick with in early rounds, and then they added skill position players after. I, I guess I misworded that because they drafted Penny Sewell, and then they drafted Aiden Hutchinson, and then Jameson Williams and, and, uh, and Jameer, Jameer Gibbs with later picks because they had picks from the Rams. And – I thought that that was, they took their top seven pick with Penny Sewell. They took their top two pick with Aiden Hutchinson and they drafted a left tackle for the future or right and and an edge rusher defensive end for the future. That's what I meant. And the Cardinals drafted Paris Johnson Jr. And we'll see what they do with the top picks of this draft. And it doesn't have to be a first rounder. I was showing that with a team that was so, that was so bad for so long, that they went, nope, offensive line, defensive line. That's it. They made the mistake of drafting Jeff Okuda a couple years before that. But with the Dave Sears infusion from Detroit to Arizona as the AGM, the path is the path is set for that or something like that to be happening. And yes, of course, different players are at the top of the draft every year different positions. And there was no maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. to be had when they drafted the other players. I still think that Aiden Hutchinson would have been the choice. I still think Penny Sewell would have been the choice. And ask the Bengals how healthy Joe Burrow's been since they drafted Jamar Chase. And how bad that offensive line has still been. So when you watch the win against the Rams. They scored the first three times on the field, I believe. The offense was humming on all cylinders. Now, the, the, the biggest, like, the game changer with all of that over the last couple of years, and this is obvious, it was Amon Ross St. Brown that they drafted in the middle rounds. Okay. So that could be Michael Wilson. Could be. Amon Ross St. Brown wasn't Amon Ross St. Brown until he was Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. So when you have trust in your GM who has a deep scouting background, you have a head coach with a deep scouting background, 
it's not going to be an exception to the rule as much more the rule of being able to find good players in the middle to late rounds instead of just saying, well, I hope they hit on the first two rounds because ain't going to find anything after that. I understand why people would be gun shy to think that anything could be different because it's never been different in Arizona. It's really never been different in Detroit. So when you look at where the Cardinals are now, where the Detroit Lions are now, a couple years ahead, obviously, that's the blueprint. And if that's the blue, and and to the Cardinals' credit, they've already had those fun times, those fun moments. It was in 2021. Wasn't sustainable. They lost to those same Detroit Lions on the road when they were still really bad. And now when you see Detroit, they drafted well. They added key free agents. They traded away TJ Hawkinson. You draft well. You have your tight end for the future, just like the Cardinals do. And you are an impoverished franchise with it pertaining to wins and losses, just like the Cardinals are. It's a perfect, perfect next goal for the Cardinals. And we saw it really come to fruition. We'll see. I mean, they go in the Super Bowl. We don't know any team this year who is a bona fide, yep, probably San Francisco. I would love to see San Francisco and the Lions in the NFC Championship game. Would love it. So then we could see. Let's continue this Marvin Harrison Jr. conversation. Um, I'm going to add some clarity onto the other side of what I've been saying regarding it should be a left tackle, it should be a trade back, accrue more picks. Some team will want him and will pay for, will pay to move up. I want to give even more clarity into that thought process and what happens if they do draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll discuss that next. We roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. We're in the playoffs, baby. But there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is super easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. If you want to bet a future on who's going to win the Super Bowl, you can do it. Who's going to make the Super Bowl? You can do it. FanDuel's got you covered with everything in between. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is also, also brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports, you know, you come to sports to escape from, you know, some of the crazy realities in real life. But can we talk for a minute about preparing for real life? You know, according to the FBA, uh, FBI, FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And I can't imagine, you know, more helpless feeling than a family member being sick and not being able to get the medication they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. And all you have to do is 
visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dis uh, dispersed or dispensed uh, by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get 20 bucks off your order. Final segment, Alex Clancy here. Uh, again, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter, send me a DM. You don't have to, I don't, I don't do it for follows. If you want to send me a DM, a topic that you want discussed, there's going to be, like, I'm going to always have too much to talk about. Always. I've, I've got, I've got my list. But I want you to be able to hear about specific things you want to, you want to hear about. Now, if it's a topic, I can definitely do a segment. It's about a couple different players. I can group it together. I want to make this as much your podcast as it is mine. Okay, so let's, have a concerted effort. Don't be nervous. Like, I don't know why you would be nervous. I'm just, you know, a normal dummy. Just send me a DM and uh, let's have a conversation. All right. Just like this one. If the Arizona Cardinals draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I will jump out of my seat with glee. Let's understand that. Okay. Seeing Kyler Murray throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. for the next four years at least would be nothing short of incredible. If you need a reminder ever of what I think about Marvin Harrison Jr., listen to that back as many times as you want. And I think the way the Cardinals set themselves up for the best I think the way the Cardinals set themselves up best for potential perpetual success is by drafting an offensive lineman. And there's a couple different reasons why. One, DJ Humphreys is most likely going to retire, may not be retained. Who knows? Even if he plays, he'll be a rotational guy. Love him. Hope he stays as long as he can. Seriously. Two, if you don't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. If you don't protect Kyler Murray, none of this is going to work. If they can't protect his blind side with a top left tackle, it doesn't matter who the receivers are. I understand that Marvin Harrison Jr. is potentially the best prospect in this draft. I also understand that top flight wide receiver, bad offensive line diminishes that a little bit. I also know above average wide receiver, B plus, and a top flight offensive line skyrockets that wide receiver's productivity. Because the quarterback has more time in the pocket, has more time to scale the field, has more time to go through his progressions, has more time to do everything. And I also know in this day and age why it seems irrational to pass on a wide receiver at four because everything is so pass heavy now. Well, let me tell you something. Passing numbers are down across the board. So, yes, of course, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. would make this team better. I've never said it. I've never not said that. I've never said 
that. I've never said it wouldn't. Here we go. I've never said Marvin Harrison Jr. would make this team worse. Let's be, let's be rational here. And if they draft him, I can't wait to see him in 18 on game days. And if there's a hungry team that offers the Cardinals an extra second round pick this year to move up a spot or two, you take it. In my opinion. In my opinion. I would much rather the Cardinals sign free agent wide receivers and draft a free agent left tackle or draft a rookie left tackle instead of signing a free agent left tackle for a lot of money and draft a rookie wide receiver. That tackle would not be a free agent if the team that had him before he was a free agent saw the value that the Cardinals need out of a left tackle. And sure, none of this is in a vacuum. There's cap casualties. Usually a star left tackle is not a cap casualty. So when you look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and you look at the rest of the talent at different spots at the top of the draft, this is going to be the first true this is Monty Austin Fort's theory behind this organization and roster building expose. What he does it for this year will tell the tale of how he sees roster building and what's most important. And that's going to be fascinating. I'm so like, put it this way. Carl's going to get a good player. Okay. May not be sexy. Maybe a vegetable eating pick like Steve Kahn didn't do for a decade but this may be the final middle finger that Steve Kahn leaves the Arizona Cardinals that he didn't put together a good enough roster good enough roster to where the Cardinals could validate drafting a wide receiver instead of taking potentially one of the best left tackles we've seen in a long time and I will leave you with this if the Cardinals draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I'll be over the moon. I just don't think it's the most responsible way to build a roster. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Without you, there is no me. I'll talk to you tomorrow.